Coming up on today's Locked On Senators, it's game day at the CTC. The Sens are hoping to catch the Avs sleeping on the second half of their back-to-back when they face off tonight at 7 o'clock. And the Ottawa Senators' goaltenders have not been great this year, but maybe Mad Sogar can provide a spark. He might get the start. We got a new goalie coach, so why not try a new goalie, at least this season? And it's a revenge game of sorts for Mads. We'll tell you why and more on today's edition of the Locked On Senators podcast. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützler, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 960 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Piller up in the Blue Mountains, you can follow the show on social media. We're at Send Central on Twitter, LockedOn.Senators on Instagram. The show is free and available on all podcast platforms, including on YouTube, where a like, comment, and subscription go a long way to helping the show grow. On Apple Podcasts, you can also leave a five-star review that really helps the growth of the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by the GameTime app. Download the app. Create an account and use code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first ticket purchase. Today is Tuesday, January sixteenth, and Pilsy, I just want two good efforts in a row. Is that too much to ask for the Sens tonight? Well, Ross, it might be too much to ask considering the vast contrast between these two team opponents when you're looking at the San Jose Sharks, arguably one of the worst teams we've seen in I don't know a decade. Well, the Colorado Avalanche of a while ago, they they probably hold that record. Uh, Jared Bednar's first year, I believe, was a terrible year for the Avalanche. But they've turned it around since. And now the difference between the San Jose Sharks and the Colorado Avalanche is a big one. So while I would sil- like to say... A big silver cup? Yeah, yeah, true. About 35 pounds. And uh, how tall is the Stanley Cup? I don't know. Hmm. People in the comments will let us know, but about one Stanley Cup size difference between them and the Colorado Avalanche, though, as you mentioned in the intro, Ross, are coming back from a uh, on the second half of a back to back game. As we're recording, they're about to play the Montreal Canadiens. So hopefully you get to see a little bit of a tired Colorado Avalanche team because my God. You do not want to see this team in ideal situations. So hopefully you get the backup goalie, you get tired legs, and uh, hopefully the Ottawa Senators can try to build off some of the momentum from their 5-4 win over the Sharks on Saturday. We saw them at their best, Pilsy. Nathan McKinnon scored four goals against Ottawa the last time these two teams played. He had five points. It was a 6-4 win for Colorado. They scored three unanswered in the third period. They actually scored the last goal in the second period as well. Ottawa had shocker. Wait for it. Wait for it. The Sens had a lead on the road and blew it against Colorado. Now the power play did play a big role in that. Uh, Colorado's three final goals against a goalie were on the power play, and then they got the empty netter at the end of it. The power play for Colorado actually even contributed an extra goal there. So they scored three power play, four power play goals 
in that game against the Ottawa Senators. So key to the victory, Pillsy. I'm going to go out on a limb and say the PK has got to be better than that. Yeah, well, special teams in general, Ross, uh, we're jumping ahead to keys of victory here. But while we're here, I'll mention the Colorado Avalanche are top 10 in both power play and penalty kill percentage. So, like, and then I'm sure I haven't checked their five on five numbers, but I'm sure those are sparkling as well. So this is a team just in all scenarios on the ice. You got to be careful with them. No question. They've got superstar talent at every position. I don't know if you saw, they came back and beat the Leafs. They're down 3 nothing. They win 5-3. And after the game, Sheldon Keefe said, when that McKinnon line is out there with Jonathan Drouet and Miko Rantanen, with, and then he, he said, when Devin Taves and Kale McCarr are out there as well, he goes, they're just on another level and just yeah. points up. Like, they, they are so elite. And for Ottawa, look, like, things are not going well. That's the understatement of the year right there. But Ottawa owes Colorado a good game, not only because they were up in Colorado and lost, but the way things went last year in Ottawa, I know that they probably, they would have found a way to lose likely either way, but the way that, that quick whistle, we keep going back to it, but it was a garbage call and really kind of set the tone there um, for the Ottawa senators to lose that game by one goal. I believe that was the game winner. Was it not? Ottawa. Well, it ends up being the game winner. At that point, it made the score five to two, and then Ottawa made it five three five four. Classic Ottawa fashion, right? Making the final score look a little closer than the game. But last year in Colorado as well, the Avs beat Ottawa seven nothing. So that's three straight losses Ottawa has to Colorado. It's time to put a stop to that tomorrow night. I don't know if they do it tonight. I don't know if they do it, but I think they they owe them a good game. Is what I'm getting at here. They can't let the other team's best players just come in here and have a, a point night. And Ross, they can't get off the hook with garbage goals that make the score look better than it was. Like that's that's the kind of thing. Like sure, six four, you're like, oh come on guys, give him a break. That's not that bad. No, it was that bad. It was so bad, so bad. But it's a new day. The Ottawa Senators have some life, if you want to call it that. They didn't <laughs> crumble. Look, I I know San Jose is awful. I get it, but they didn't crumble the way they would have a week ago, two weeks ago, if they had given up a goal. But if, no, I'm saying if they'd given up that goal to tie it, they would have lost the game. So to battle back and get the goal, I guess they did it two weeks ago, though, against Pittsburgh in December 23rd, where they had the lead, they gave it up, but that took overtime. Four seconds away, that's a long way from overtime. If you're Vladimir Tarasenko, who scored a goal that really saved the vibe of this show all week. We're doing a little back-to-back here, Hitter. Uh, we just finished recording and just put out our interview with Claire Hanna. Really yep. fun conversation, so go check that out for more. Pillsy, we still got to get to our locked-on players, our lookout players. Tim Stutzla's stats year by year as he's now entering his 22nd year on planet Earth. My goodness, the trajectory of this kid really makes you forget how things haven't gone his way so far this season when you look zoomed out at a bigger picture this kid is trending towards true superstardom in the league so we'll have that conversation as well but mad sogard was in the starters net on monday at practice do you think it's the right move to start mad sogard his first start of the season against colorado I kind of expected Mads to start the game on Thursday up against the Montreal Canadiens. I thought that would be kind of a better spot for him to get in the mix here. But 
I mean, it, it ultimately it doesn't really matter. Like if this was a team that was uh, in the race for a wild card spot, maybe you're looking at it differently. But that's a tough spot to put Mads in first game up against the Colorado Avalanche. Now, mind you, at least it's at home. So so you got that going for you. And it's the second half of back to back for the Avalanche, as we mentioned. But I, I think at this point, Ross, it, it's it'll be nice for the team to get a back or um, a stop gap, sorry, in between Corpusalo starts because look, I don't, I don't want to harp too hard, hard on the guy and the goaltending there. Hopefully there's going to be some noticeable changes with a new goaltender coach called up from the AHL. Justin Peters will now be uh, in that position for the NHL. So hopefully that gives a boost to Corpusalo, but in a 5-4 win up against San Jose Sharks, he was not a big contributor to their success. So maybe it's just nice, okay, let's get Mads in here. Let's let's start fresh and uh, go from there. We will have more discussion on this. Keys to victory. Look at the Colorado Avalanche who are missing a couple of key contributors and more. This is Locked On Senators, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Mary J's. You guys already know Mary J's is a locally owned cannabis dispensary in the Ottawa area. Started off with three best friends making a life-changing decision and they worked hard and their dedication led to four stores in the Ottawa area. Ottawa locations are Riverside South, Orleans, Greeley and Russell. So lots of spots to help you out. Because Mary J's has the best and newest products in the market. And they're adding new stuff to the menu every single week. They're keeping it fresh over at Mary J's. They got everything you need. Whether you're new, you're a rookie, or you're a grizzled vet and you already know what you want. Mary J's offers competitive pricing. In fact, they will price match any store in Ottawa. That means you are guaranteed to get the best price around at a Mary J's location. And they also... They put it up even another level because they have the best customer service because friendly bud tenders are always ready to assist. I mean, one of the owners, Dashy, diehard Sens fan, he is a absolute beauty. So go to one of the stores, say what up to Dashy, pick his brain about the Sens and all the latest, greatest products that Mary J's has to offer. Check it out today, guys. Mary J's Dispensary. Today's episode is also brought to you by our friends at GameTime. GameTime is the only ticketing app that I trust when I want to go to a sporting event. And when I want to go, I want to go now. I don't want to go in weeks, months, years. I want my tickets today for the game. And that's why I use GameTime as well, because they have last-minute tickets at the lowest prices. They've got the GameTime guarantee, meaning that if you show them the same tickets, same row, for less, they will get you back 110%. So find exclusive flash deals on, and on tickets for football, basketball, hockey, concerts, comedy, theater. If you want to go somewhere out, go check for game time for the tickets. Zone deals, you pick the section, game time t- picks the tickets, big savings, game time guarantee. And you can also do something I love, and that's seeing the view from your seat before you get there. You don't want to get there and then have this big pillar in the way. No. You want to make sure that your seats are great. So game time has you covered. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account and redeem code locked on L O C K E D O N for $20 off download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed.
right, Pillsy. It's game day for the Ottawa Senators taking on the Colorado Avalanche. As we mentioned, we are time traveling right now. So the Colorado Avalanche are about to play the Montreal Canadiens. So that's Ottawa's next opponent as well. So a little scouting trip we'll have tonight. But also, hopefully, maybe the Avs will be a little tired because they've been playing some great hockey of late. And it's one of those where if they're playing at their best, they're tough for anybody to beat. The Colorado Avalanche come in to the game tonight again against Montreal, winners of three in a row, and they have at least a point in nine of their last 11 games. They're 9-1-1 in their last 11 with a plus 11 goal differential, and their power play, their power play, which again went 4-5 for against Ottawa the last time up, it's 15 for its last 44 opportunities. It is clicking on all cylinders. Yeah, this team is so scary. Like you mentioned that top line. Well, their power play is basically just an extension of that top line. And then you throw on uh, Kale McCarr as well. Well, they got it looks like Ross Colton is a part of the mix there. uh, And Kale McCarr added onto that top line for the power play. So it's not going to be easy for one of the worst penalty killing units in the NHL to contain them. Let's just say that maybe discipline Ross will be another key to victory here because don't even give them the opportunity if you can avoid it. I like how we're just sprinkling keys to victory throughout the podcast yeah. because it's almost like our our nervous system speaking <laughs> up. Like, hey, we, we got to do this or else this will happen or else bad. You got to do this or else bad. Basically, you got to hope or else it could go sideways. But also, Ottawa does have some skilled players of their own. They need to bring it against the Colorado Avalanche. So before we get to our Locked On players, let's take a look at how the practice lines went on Monday. An hour-long practice. You heard Claire Hanna talking about how Jacques Martin has really made an emphasis on teaching during these practices. I like how he does the... I, I didn't want to say it during the interview because I know Claire was was on her train of thought there, but uh, it's it's the Timbits setup where you put the two nets sideways inside yeah. the zone. Those small ice drills... I have a feeling that Daniel Alfredson's behind that as well because Alfie always played the key boy, always likes being, you know, how do you react in small spaces? So I think that that might be a Daniel Alfredson uh, tool there. Maybe. I could be wrong, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say Alfie did have something to do with those small ice drills. Either way, they do help the Senators, hopefully in terms of their quick decision-making, which has, to me, struggled so far this season. And um, as you know, that's Claude Giroux in the photo, playing right wing at the top line with Ridley Gregg and Brady Kachuk. You've got Tim Stutzla on a line with Drake Batherson and Vladimir Tarasenko. Rook Chartier is centering Dominic Kubelik and Matthew Joseph. And then Mark Kostelik is with Parker Kelly and Zach McEwen. On defense, Thomas Shabbat, Jacob Chikrin, Jake Sanderson, Artem Zub, and Eric Branstrom is with Travis Hamannick. We already discussed the goaltending situation. Don't be surprised if it's Mad Sogard starting in goal. Your thoughts on how the organization has decided to put the pieces in play. I like this lineup uh, for the most part, Ross. Uh, I, I like the fact that the top six is spread out. I like the fact that finally... They've broken up Kubalik and Tarasenko. Uh, every time I saw those guys on the same line, I would roll my eyes because I didn't think that made any sense. Um, guys are guys are getting rewarded here. You look at Rourke Chartier. He's a third-line center here, kind of leapfrogged Mark Kostelik there. The only issue I would have is 
I get so nervous every time Shabbat and Chikrin are on the ice. It just seems like there's no structure, there's no plan. And I feel like the last, uh, before the Sharks game, every goal against Chikrin being devastated on the ice and shaking his head was a part of the sequence. Like, goal, opponent's team bench celebrating, Chikrin on the ice shaking his head. Like, that was the sequence that the director would go through. So... I don't know what they're going to do with the the defense, but I don't love Shabbat and Chikrin, but I am loving Sanderson and Zub back together. That pair, I think, needs to stay together. It's the Senators pair that's played the most ice time together at five on five, uh, for better or worse, but they actually are, if you look at it, the Senators' best defensive pair when it comes to expected goals percentage uh, of guys who have played over, well, they're only one of, Two two pairs, Billsy, of Ottawa Senators who have played over 200 minutes together at 5-on-5. Five five. Look, I know there's been injuries, most notably to Thomas Shabbat, but other teams, like, obviously, I, I'm dialed in with the Winnipeg Jets as well. The Jets have two pairs that have played over 500 minutes together. Ottawa has two pairs that have played over 200 minutes together. And Chikrin and Hamannick are one of them. Like, that... Yeah. That shouldn't be one, in my opinion. But no. anyways, that's the way it is, and neither of them have an expected goals above 50%. But Sanderson and uh, and Zub, when they're out there, they've actually been out there for 12 goals for and only, or sorry, 16 goals for and only 12 against. And when you look at them being in a shutdown role, that's pretty impressive. And I would hope that Sanderson and Zub will be out there against the McKinnon line as much as possible yes. in tonight's game. I'm going to be watching a few different things. And with that, let's get to our locked on player where I just want to pick up here because Ridley Gregg to me is playing some of the best hockey I've ever seen in terms of his confidence with the puck. He's always going to be a pass. He's always going to be a shift disturber, but what he's doing with making plays to me, that's the next step in his development. That's going to really turn him from a guy who's a gritty third liner to a guy who can play all over your lineup, and you're going to be confident with that. And he's getting an opportunity between Brady Kachuk and Claude Giroux. I'm really going to be dialed in against an amazing team that has veteran centers. Look, Ross Colton, not a household name, but he's a cup champ with Tampa. He plays the right way, as coaches like to say. And then Ryan Johansson in the faceoff dots, always going to be a veteran savvy player. So to go up against the Colorado Avalanche, of course, Nathan McKinnon is the pièce de résistance there. And, who are you going to match up if you're Ottawa against Nathan McKinnon? That's going to be an interesting thing to yeah. watch. I go Tim Stutzla. I challenge Timmy to go out there and play head-to-head against the other team's best. The second leading goal scorer, sorry, point scorer in the National Hockey League, Nathan McKinnon, 79 or 69 points going into tonight's game. Knowing him, he might have 79 points after he plays the Montreal Canadiens. He's that kind of player. So who will match up? We've got three centermen as our locked-on players, Pilsy. I think that tells the tale of where this game could be won or lost. Yeah, absolutely. I, I got to give credit to Rook Chartier. We were telling everyone how he's kind of the secret sauce to the Ottawa Senators in their last win. And you look at a new coach in Jacques Martin. That was Chartier's first game with him. And this guy plays the way Jacques Martin probably wants a lot more forwards to play. At least at least take uh, hints of defensive structure and defensive detail like Rick Chartier does now. Is he going to score many goals? Nope. Uh, he, he might even be stuck at one goal for the rest of the year, Rourke Chartier. It wouldn't be that crazy. But what he does well is he's responsible with the puck, and I like that line. Like, if you look at that third line, Ross, 
You've got Dominic Kubalik, sniper. You've got Rook Chartier, defensive-minded center. And then you've got Matthew Joseph, a two-way speedster. So hopefully you can have Chartier breaking apart opponents' attacks. Then Matthew Joseph, he just runs that puck up the ice. Then just quick pass to Kubalik and a goal. And hopefully you can kind of create that system with those three players. So I like that Rook Chartier is getting a chance to be a third-line center here because uh, Josh Norris practice with a non-contact jersey on so he might be quicker to return than we initially thought so it's nice that Rook Chartier is getting the opportunity while it's here. Tim Stutzlow we put for the citizens he just turned 22 years old and that made me think because he made his debut on his 19th birthday yeah. some might remember Oddly so enough. we've got a full sample size of him at 19 20 and 21 and Pilsy the numbers are just showing the trend up 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 and away. Yeah, and uh, that's what you want to see from a guy that signed the biggest deal in Ottawa Senators history, and that contract kicks in this year. So that's good to see, Ross. Do you want to hit him with the numbers? No, no, no. You hit the numbers. You hit the numbers. So as a 19-year-old in the National Hockey League, I can actually pull this up, give give the people a little visual here. Now, it's not as pretty. I am going to put this on a graphic for you tomorrow, but look at like I know plus minus isn't everything, but it is hilarious that as a 19 year old, he was minus 32 and as a 21 year old, he's plus four. So going in the right direction there. Now, when we look at it as a 19 year old, he played 82 games. Isn't that funny in a COVID shortened season? Yeah. So in, that was a different one, 56 games. And then it worked out that he played exactly 82 games as a 19 year old had 17 goals, 27 assists for 44 points. What does he do in six more games? He nearly doubles that as a 20-year-old in the league, 35 goals, 47 assists, good for 82 points, minus 23. How about this last year? Of course, he had such a red-hot second half to last season, and then he comes in this year. It's more of an assist-driven style of play for Tim Stutzel. The goal scoring is struggling. There's no question about that. Only seven goals so far this season. But as a 21-year-old Pilsy, Tim Stutzel finishes with 78 games played, 28 goals, 61 assists good for 89 points so man what like what do you project as a 22 year old i'm not sure but ross i I think maybe the stat to look at the most there again you we have to preface it every time plus minus not everything but look at the when you see a drastic improvement on plus minus minus 32 minus 23 then plus four that's a really good sign for a young centerman's uh development here as a 22-year-old, Ross, like I think 100 points is certainly within reach. I think so, too. I think so, too. So you heard it here. Tim Stutzla hits 100 points as a 22-year-old in the National Hockey League. You know who probably hit 100 points as a 22-year-old in the National Hockey League? Rook Chartier? <laughs> no. Uh, I'm actually trying to look it up on the fly. It ain't going to happen. But I'm going to guess Nate McKinnon did just that. And that's who... Tim Stutzla is going to get an opportunity to go up against the guy had four goals. That's absolutely sick. When he took on the Ottawa senators last season, what or last game, what does he have for store and Pilsy, I just did this on the fly and uh, including playoffs as a 22. Well, as a 22 year old, because he's a summer birthday. So this actually makes it a little bit easier. Pilsy. If you had to guess how many, uh, how many points did Nathan McKinnon have in 80 games as a 22-year-old. I'm going to say 105. The answer is next. You're listening to Locked On Senators, your team, 
every day. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Sleeper. Guys, if you want to win 100 times your money, play daily fantasy hockey on the Sleeper app. Sleeper app is the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. So obviously that's where we go to play daily fantasy sports, especially when we're talking puck. With Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. What I love about Sleeper is their group chat app. You got a big week ahead of you. You're seeing the board cleanly. You know who you're going to target. Let your buddies know that you're going to have a big week and talk some smack. And entries can be made in less than one minute. With studs like Nathan McKinnon, uh, Miko Rantanen, Brady Kachuk, Claude Drew, Tim Stutzla. All you have to do is pick these stars. And you can pick for stats like goals, assists, saves, Plus, minus, and more. You heard me, Sens fans. 100 times playouts on Sleeper, so start paying attention and get your picks right so you could win big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's Locked On NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Only available for our friends in the U.S. for now. didn't forget about the trivia and i think because of the amount of times i've put you on the spot on this show i'm learning you're getting you're getting pretty good you guessed 105 points right correct in 80 games as a 22 year old nathan mckinnon had 103 points ah damn 103 wow. points but you want to compare to what we've already seen versus what will happen as a 21 year old in the league Nathan McKinnon played 82 games. Tim Stutzla played 88. Stutzla had 82 points. Nathan McKinnon only had 53. Was that in the Colorado Avalanche's bad year? Must have been. That, that was in the Colorado Avalanche's bad, bad, bad year. Do you want to know how bad it was? I think they only won 25 games. The Colorado Avalanche that year won 22 games out of Yeah, 82. so even less. Oh, my God. That was insane. That's... uh. I- that's Matt Duchesne wanting out of there. Yeah, they haven't. Uh, to come yeah. to Ottawa. <laughs> and then what happened? Yeah. Yikes. The Colorado Avalanche have a pretty good team, but they're missing a few key players. Yeah. The hope is Jared Bednar saying that Miles Wood could return for that game against Ottawa tomorrow, tonight, tonight, tonight. But again, for what we're talking about, it makes sense that he's not in the lineup playing against Montreal. The other news. And we're wishing Val Nikushkin the best. He has entered the NHLPA's player assistance program. So we hope that he gets whatever help he needs and that he can come back. Because when that guy's on, he's a unit and a great player. And it was a big part in them winning the Stanley Cup. But they don't have Nikushkin. They might not have Miles Wood. Pilsy, they might be dressing eight defensemen. Am I reading this right? Yeah, I mean, based on the lines we got from Daily Faceoff, I want to see if Daily Faceoff uh, credited anyone with those. No, it's just projected. Um, it looks like they have eight defensemen dressed, as if you're watching on YouTube, and Ross will go through the lines, but just quickly. On the fourth line, Curtis McDermott and Caleb Jones are on the fourth line. Those two are defensemen. So unless they're doing the Jacques Martin and moving McDermott and Jones up to the wing for one game, it looks like maybe they are going to go... What's that? 10 and 8? 
10 and 8, Guy Boucher. <laughs> Weird. I, why didn't you think of that? Why didn't you think of that, Guy? Um, Curtis McDermott could probably play without a stick. And He's uh, it was, huge. Yeah. He, he played against the Toronto Maple Leafs the other night. He had uh, three minutes and 58 seconds of ice time. Oh. So he's a deterrent. He's a big cat, and you don't want to fight him. Let's put it that way. Top line for the Colorado Avalanche, Nathan McKinnon, Jonathan Drouet, Miko Rantanen. The second line, Ross Colton with Joel Kiviranta and Logan O'Connor. The third line is Ryan Johansson with Andrew Cogliano, and we got Poland over there as well. And then Frederick Olofsson is with Curtis McDermott and Caleb Jones. On the back end, the best pair in hockey, Devon Taves, Kale McCarr. Then you've got the yin-yang, the puck-moving Samuel Girard, and you've got the big, burly Josh Manson. And then on the third pair, you've got Jack Johnson with Sam Malinsky. We expect Ivan Prosvetov to start in goal since Georgiev is playing Montreal. Who is your lookout player to watch? My lookout player is going to be number 27, Jonathan Drouin. And Ross, when we did the pregame episode for the last time the Avalanche played, we both kind of looked at Drouin and said, eh, the Jonathan Drouin revitalization experiment, putting him back with Nathan McKinnon, hasn't really worked out yet. Well, that was something that just needed to take a little bit of time, it seems like, because now he's one of the top producers on the Colorado Avalanche. Only McKinnon, Rantanen, and Makar have more points. Now it's a, mind you, it's a big gap. Jonathan Drouin with 24 points at fourth on the team. Kale McCarr with double 48 points. So sure, that's a big gap between them. But recently, Jonathan Drouin's been playing on that top line. In the last seven games, he's been playing an average of 23 minutes and 40 seconds. It's a lot of time for a forward. He's playing a lot of time with the big dogs. He's got eight points, five goals, three assists in that span in seven games. So clearly he's kind of figured it out and he's able to play at that high level that you would expect someone on a line with McKinnon and Rantanen to play. So, Ross, you look at this first line, you've got a third overall pick in Jonathan Drouin, a first overall pick in Nathan McKinnon, and a tenth overall pick in Miko Rantanen. Like, these are guys with key, key talent. And like we've talked about, like, you cannot really hope to stop that line. You can only hope to contain them. So hopefully the Ottawa Senators can do that. But yeah, I'm going to be looking out for 27, Jonathan Drouet. Well, and then Kale McCarr is second among all defensemen in points, only trailing Quinn Hughes. Kale McCarr has 48 points in 38 games. So he's far behind Quinn Hughes, but he's also, sorry, he's four points behind Quinn Hughes, but he's also played six less games. So mm. he's right He's right there neck and neck. This guy, the way he skates, everything's unbelievable. But we'd be remiss not to have Nathan McKinnon as one of our locked-on players, lookout players. This guy, in his last 27 games, he has a point in at least tw- or at least a point in 26 of the 27 games. Yeah, Ross, the reason I omitted him from a locked-on player is I think I might notice 29 out there on the ice, whether I'm locked on to him or not. Well, you got to look out for him when he's on the ice. Or he's look got, out. Oops. He's got 49 <laughs> points in his last 27 games. It's absolutely absurd. And how about this? Only three minor penalties as well. The way he plays, he trucks guys. He doesn't take penalties. But it, it's unbelievable to see him play. Like I think if, if he played in Toronto and Matthews played in Colorado, I think we'd be talking about McKinnon and McDavid in the same breath every single time. He's, he's that good. Yeah. He's that oh, yeah. good. He's got he the Stanley Cup now. He is unreal but to give you guys to give a secondary one because Pilsy didn't sound impressed by my choice for my lookout player 
I'll look at Logan O'Connor. He's one of their depth pieces that kills penalties. He does a great job at that. And he's also a guy that can be a sneaky goal scorer, sneaky point getter. He's kind of like their answer to Matthew Joseph. You know what I mean? Like he's never going to like wow you, but then you, you look at it and he brings ton of speed. One of the fastest players on the team. He can keep up with those guys and he's just a plus plus player. And not only that, but he is starting to stack up some points going into the game against Montreal. Um, Logan O'Connor is riding what I would imagine is a career high six game point streak as well. So he's got six points in his last six games. Look out for Logan O'Connor. Yeah, I like that. And he he's one of those guys that, um, you know, a, as stories are told of how teams got to the Stanley Cup, I think O'Connor was a big part of that group, even though um, he wasn't one of the top dogs. So good player. Yeah, very good player. I'm just looking back. Um, yeah, yeah. Just one of those guys. He just brings it every single night. 25 hits and 17 games on that run. But uh, it's going to be a heck of a game. Tough challenge tonight for the Ottawa Senators. Going up against the Colorado Avalanche, we'll have the postcast for you after the game. Pilsy, final thoughts for me? Let's just have this not be an embarrassing loss. Like, you're coming off that win. You got a morale boost up against, yes, the San Jose Sharks. But let's let's try to ride that momentum and, uh, and make sure that this is not the Nathan McKinnon show and it doesn't look like the Harlem Globetrotters out there up against the Washington Generals. So that's... That's what I'm going to leave people with. I know it's not my my typical uh, po- positive pillsy uh, mind mindset there, but uh, it's it's realistic pillsy. That's what we'll go with. Okay. Me. Well, hopefully you can be proven wrong, and everyone can roast you in the postcast. You can catch sure. the postcast right after tonight's game against the Colorado Avalanche. For more content from us, go check out our interview from Claire Hanna yesterday. A fantastic conversation. We always appreciate having her on the program. For today, we say goodbye. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators Podcast, your team every day.